Welcome everyone to another edition of the Bus Stop Podcast. Eric Wesley here with you and how good it is to be back for our first podcast interview of 2021. I must say, we have an exciting interview on tap for you today. This being Black History Month, we are joined by the Vice President of Technical Operations and Engineering, Mr. Mike Walker. Mike, thank you for joining the podcast today. Hey Eric, thanks and thanks for having me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to spend a little time today getting to know more about Mike and the role he plays here at Greyhound and much, much more that he may let us in on. So, Mike, you've been with the company for 10 years now. And as you look back at your time here, what thoughts come to mind? Well, there, you know, there's a couple of things that come to mind. Uh, I think first, it's been an incredible journey. You know, there's so many things that have happened over 10 years that it's almost hard to believe that I've been here for so long. Um, But I think I'd attribute that to the fact that we're very, very busy in what we do every day. Uh, And that is, you know, trying our best to make sure that our customers have the best ride possible on our buses. Uh, Secondly, you know, I realize how important it is to make the best use of the time that we have. So that's probably the things that come most readily to mind at this point. Now, you mentioned taking care of our customers and giving them the best ride possible on our buses. What other responsibilities do you have as vice president of technical operations and engineering? Well, I think the first thing I'd say is the title uh, technical operations is a little misleading. A lot of folks think that I have a lot to do with IT and couldn't be farther from the truth. That's the one thing I like to clarify, which is also why we make sure we throw the maintenance piece in there. But ultimately, my responsibilities are to ensure that our fleet of coaches is maintained to the best degree possible every day. So my responsibilities are to oversee all those maintenance practices across the United States and Canada and in Mexico, uh, as well as all the engineering work that goes into designing, building, and and making adjustments to those coaches as time goes on. So if you think about that, everything that happens to that coach from the time that we take it from the OE provider to the time we decide to put it to sleep at the end of its life, everything in between there is where my responsibilities are and make sure all those things go off as smoothly as possible. And would you say it's a new adventure every day working for a transportation company in the bus industry? Oh, I'd agree. Each day presents new challenges and adventures. That goes without saying in everything that we do. You know, I think I'd also add that each day presents new opportunities. You know, and I think one of the things that, that, that I enjoy as many as the, the, a lot of the other folks in the tech ops function is that in that opportunity is where the adventure is found. You know, like many of us at Greyhound family, I like adventure. And I'm sure you've had some adventurous times at your previous company as you came to Greyhound from UPS. How big of a transition was that for you? Well, I'd say, you know, it's been a lot of transition. I think big in many ways. Uh, and different, and then similar in others. You know, I think coming here to Greyhound, I found that the coaches here had many of the same parts and components that the UPS trucks and the feeder fleet had, but the duty cycle and required maintenance, you know, schedules added a whole new dimension to maintenance challenges. So beyond that, you know, the Greyhound shops, they're very much like UPS in that they're full of great people, and the people is what I enjoy, and I enjoyed in my prior career and I continue to enjoy here at Greyhound as well. Your love for technical operations, maintenance, and engineering, where does that come from? Well, you know, 
uh, comes from when I was a, a very young man. You know, my dad was a master technician, uh, and this goes back in time. Uh, he passed away. We lost him back in 2011. But, you know, he was a master technician, and he had one of the first owned, if not the first, uh, black maintenance garages in the state of Ohio, black-owned uh, businesses in the state of Ohio. So, you know, if you could think about that, you know, that was the family business is what my dad did. And that's what we did, too, to help out. But I spent a lot of time there with him. And as a result, you know, the love of working with my hands and working on cars uh, and trucks and all kind of other things that he worked on, that continued to grow uh, for me from an early age. So even though you had this passion for fixing vehicles and maintenance and uh, wanting to make that a career that you pursued. Is that what your parents wanted for you? Not at all. <laughs> you know, my mom and dad wanted, wanted different for me, wanted better for me, if you will. Like every parent, you know, they want their children to aspire to do more and dream bigger and, and have more than what they can provide, you know? So, uh, you know, they had a very, very different uh, impression about what I should be doing. So, you know, during my school years, I was actually a music major. Uh, I played a, zoo, a, a zoosophone and tuba, and I got to admit, I was pretty good. You know, as I neared graduation, I was actually offered a potential scholarship to a quite prestigious school of the arts. Um, certainly, my parents thought that was great, you know, and their expectations and uh, their plans at that point became a little bit different than mine, you know. Uh, but I was finally able to convince them over time that I would make them very proud being a great mechanical technician, just like my dad, because that's what I aspired to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to say that I think well, I was somewhat successful. So let me divert just a little bit here. Am I hearing that if you were not in maintenance, that you would possibly be in an orchestra or in your own jazz band, perhaps? Well, you know, I, I, I would have to, to dream a little bit and say, yeah, that's probably the case. You know, um, I still have members of my family that are still musicians. Matter of fact, my youngest brother is a jazz drummer. Okay. Uh, he lives in Atlanta and is doing very well. But uh, yeah, that's probably what I'd be doing. Well, it definitely looks like everything has worked out well for you. Did you ever see yourself working as a top executive for UPS and Greyhound when you started down this path? Not at all. I, I don't think I could have ever dreamt that I'd be doing what I do today. You know, I think my inspiration was the fact that I knew that uh, success was up to me. And I had to work as hard as I could uh, to live up to the commitment that I made to my parents. And very young on, like I said, I, I made a commitment with them that I'd be the best technician I could be, you know. So, you know, through my career with UPS, uh, you know, the years I spent there with, with the help and mentoring of a lot of great leaders, you know, things came together for me. For a young mechanic who is working in one of the maintenance garages here at Greyhound, and he or she wants to advance their careers and reach the heights that you have, what advice would you give them? Simply put, you know, I'd advise uh, anyone, you know, not letting anyone convince you that you can't be successful in whatever you choose to do. You know, I'd also advise uh, anyone not to wait for something to happen. Nothing happens until you decide to do something. So you mentioned not to wait until something happens, but to decide to do something yourself. For that person who's looking to advance their career and move forward and up, would you advise them to reach out to you and maybe someone else in leadership in a leadership role to uh, seek their advice on what they can do? Absolutely. 
I think I can speak for all of the leadership here, you know, within Greyhound. We're always willing to lend a hand and lend an ear, lend some conversation and give advice for those that need it. So certainly, you know, that's why we're here. Well, Mike, as we come to the end of our time today, what's next for you when you look out across the technical operations horizon? Eric, I don't know. I don't think I've decided what I want to do when I grow up yet. You know, I'm still dreaming. You know, you could say that uh, I'm a person that's constructively discontent, you know, Uh, but I think it's all about who I can inspire, you know, at this point in my life, you know, who can I pass the torch to? to continue to develop Greyhound so our maintenance will continue to be successful for many years to come. You know, how can I pay it forward for others, I guess. Well, Mike, we want to thank you for your time today. We know you are a busy man with a lot of things to do, so we don't take it lightly that you've stopped by the podcast to share with us. We appreciate your knowledge and the work that you do for the company. Eric, thank you very much again for having me on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for our first podcast of this year. Thank you for joining us and be sure to come back for the next episode of the Bus Stop Podcast. For now, remember, you are Greyhound. Be first, be safe, definitely be safe in these times of the pandemic, and be stellar. Thank you all for joining us. We'll talk to you next time.